All right, we've been in a series uh, for several weeks now called By Grace Through Faith. Anybody need a Bible? We'll put up the scriptures on the screen, but you know, if you anybody need one, you you know, you might have five of them at home, but you don't have one here. That's okay. Um, we're going to look at Ephesians two verse eight. Ephesians two verse eight. We'll recap a little bit and then uh, get into what we have for today. <clears throat> Ephesians 2, verse 8 says, For by grace you, you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. For, gra- for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, verse 8 says, uh, For by grace you have been saved through faith. Now, we've touched base on this, or touched on this a little bit. It's by grace we've been saved, but it's through faith. So by grace, grace is what made it possible for you and I to be saved. In other words, if God in His uh, favor toward us and His love toward us, if, if Jesus didn't come and He didn't die on the cross, He didn't shed His blood, was buried, rose from the dead, there is no way a person can be saved. So no one on the face of the earth that believes something else besides the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ, that He was, uh, he was killed, buried, and raised from the dead for us, there is no way to be saved apart from that belief. There is, if Jesus didn't die, there is no way to be saved. It doesn't matter what you believe, how hard you believe, how good you are. If He didn't die, we're lost. Amen. So that, by His, see, you didn't have anything to do with that. He did that thousands of years before any of us were around. And those in the Old Covenant had to look forward and take a promissory note that there would be a Savior. So either you were looking forward or you're looking back to the cross. But that event made it possible to be saved. Amen? By faith and believing that is how it becomes a fact in an individual's life. Nobody could be saved without what Jesus did, but you have to believe that. In other words, Jesus made it possible for everybody to be saved, and in fact, the, 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 the payment for the sin of the whole world has been made, but if, if uh, any given individual doesn't believe that, they won't actually be saved. To believe that is faith. So it's by grace, it's made possible by grace, but it becomes in uh, to reality in this realm and in the spiritual realm through being born again through faith. So it's not all grace, it's not all faith. In other words, if there's no 
If, there, if Jesus didn't die on the cross by His grace, you can't be saved. But if you don't believe He died on the cross, you can't be saved. He's not going to save you by His grace. Otherwise, the whole world is already saved. They're, it's already done. Doesn't matter what you believe. Doesn't matter if you believe Jesus is nobody, you're still saved. That's where that belief has got to lead. That's not true. That's error. People will go that direction and start believing, well, God just loves everybody so much, so he's just going to save everybody. That's, that's error. Then that means you just do whatever you want to do. Doesn't matter, because God's already got this whole thing. See, doesn't matter what happens in your life. If you are a Christian, you believed him. Doesn't matter what you believe about anything else. It's just going to happen because it's all up to the mysterious will of God. Well, that's no different than believing that everybody's just going to be saved regardless of the, they, they, whatever they believe, they're still going to be saved. Well, that's no different than you're a Christian and whatever you believe about any given area in your life, it doesn't matter what you believe because it's going to happen anyway because of God's grace. Those two are no different. It's not true. We do have a part to play. Now, we don't have the major part to play. If you look at the big scheme of things, Jesus... He took the sin of the whole world. Without that, you can believe all day. You're not, nothing's going to happen because there's no, um, there's no potential. There's no, there's no payment already made. So people, you can believe, but believe what? If there's nothing that God said has been done, there's nothing to believe. So faith is misplaced and it won't get the job done. So that's the big part. We just need to believe what he said is already done. That's faith. But these two work together. Let's look at this in the Amplified Classic. Verse 8 says, For it is by uh, free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. This salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is a gift of God. But go back to the verse 8. It is by uh, free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. So it's by grace, but it's through your faith. Now, let's look at, um, we'll get into what we're going to Focus on today, Colossians 2, verse 6. Colossians 2, verse 6. It says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. So how did you receive Christ Jesus the Lord? Jesus, or God, by His grace, provided the ability to be saved. And we're going to look at a few scriptures. And then we believed. And it says, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. If you were born again by grace through faith, you're going to walk in your salvation by grace, through faith. Everything you receive from God is going to be by grace, through faith. In other words, 
The way you came into the family is the way you're supposed to maintain that relationship in the family, is the way you're supposed to receive from God. It doesn't happen another way. Romans 3, verse 21. Go ahead and put that up on the screen. You can go ahead and turn to Romans if you want, because uh, we're going to be there a little bit. Romans 3, verse 21. Go ahead and um, turn there. Romans 3, verse 21. It says, Now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. So, before we go on, there's a righteousness that is through the law. In other words, what you do. There is a righteousness, and it's saying the righteousness that's of the law. There is that righteousness, being right that way, but it's the, this is talking about the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, how? Through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe. So we're... We read in Colossians 2.6, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, so walk in Him. So we're looking at how did we receive Christ Jesus. Because that's how we're supposed to walk. The same way we received Him is the same way we're supposed to walk in Him. It says, The righteousness of God, verse 22, Through faith in Christ Jesus, to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith. Notice this language. It's by grace again, but then God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness because in His forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time His righteousness, that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So this is saying, we have, again, it's saying the same thing as Ephesians 2.8, that we've been justified freely by His grace, but it's through faith that we received. And then verse 26, that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. The person is justified. We are justified. Justified means to be declared righteous, to be acquitted. When you're justified, it's a legal term. Acquitted is a legal term. When you're acquitted, you're declared righteous. You're declared not guilty. So how did that happen? It didn't happen by what we did, per se. It says that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. See, it's not Jesus put it there, but we have to believe. But we're supposed to walk this way. What did Jesus do? That's what we're supposed to believe for our life. So as we came in, because we're, we're looking at this, how did we come into the family? This is how we came in the family. This is how we're supposed to walk. 
See, you can, your faith can only receive what God's grace has provided. If God's grace didn't provide it, you can't receive it. What are you believing? What are we believing? See, when we walk, when, if we're going to walk the same way that we, became, we came into the family, then we need, to, we need to understand what God has done for us and then receive, just believe what He has done, receive what He has done for us. You cannot do it on your own. You cannot believe something quote-unquote believe, you can't receive something by faith that God didn't already uh, provide by His grace. You can't do it. In other words, even it's like you go into the store. You're saying, I'm going down to the grocery store and I'm going to buy a loaf of bread. Well, you would hope the grocery store has a loaf of bread. I went to a certain, I'm not even going to name the franchise. <laughs> I'll just say it this way. I'm not knocking this, but I, you may not know. Maybe there's a lot of different ones. I went to a place. This was in Lincoln, Nebraska. It wasn't in here. It wasn't here. It was years ago. But this place was known for roast beef. That's what they do. They're roast beef. I went in to get a roast beef sandwich. I kid you not. I asked. They said, we're out of roast beef. <laughs> I kid you not. And I... I said, I didn't say anything to I just walked out. I, I was, I, you know, what do you say? That's your business. This is what you're known for. They had no roast beef. They ran out. So I got a chicken sandwich, I think. I, seriously, I think I got a chicken sandwich that night. But if you went down to the grocery store and you're like, I'm going to get a loaf of bread. Well, that's only going to work if they have a loaf of bread. I don't care how much money you have at that instant. Now, they may... Go to it. If you have enough money in your offering, they're going to go drive and get some loaf of bread for you to buy it there. But I'm saying to walk into the store and walk out with a loaf of bread, it doesn't matter how much you have, doesn't matter the form of payment, doesn't matter if it's cash, credit, check. If they don't have a loaf of bread, you're not walking out with a loaf of bread. Does that make sense? So God's grace is the loaf of bread's there. Do you want it? Are you going to go get it? But if you say, uh, I'm going to go get something at the store that's not there. It doesn't matter. You can't get it. Some people think, I'm going to believe God for such and such. Well, listen to the language. Believe God for, did God tell you it's yours? Because if he didn't tell you it's yours, who you believe in for what? That's like saying, I'm going to go down to the grocery store and I'm going to walk out with a brand new car. It doesn't, you know sweepstakes and stuff aside, if, normally speaking, if I go down there, they don't sell full-size, they might sell a little matchbox, but I'm talking about full-size automobile at the grocery store. I'm going to go down and buy one. If you told most people that, there's something wrong. Either they think, I misunderstood you, I'm just not going to get involved, I don't know what you're doing, I don't even know what you're talking about. You're going out to the grocery store and I'm going to get me a new car. I know that's not right English. That's not, that's not even correct. Well, that's like some people going, I'm believing God for such and such. And God did not, number one, tell them in his word, tell them in, the, in his word, or he didn't tell them by the Spirit. Because not everything in your life is going to be listed in that word. All the principles are listed in that word. But in other words, he's not going to tell you what job to take in that word. It doesn't say Jim Preston, you know, will, will marry such and such in that word. 
you got to get that by the Spirit of God. But He can tell you and speak to you like He does with every child of God, to your heart, through His Spirit. And you need to understand what He has said, and then you believe that. But the grace is what makes it possible. But you walk in, walk your life out as a child of God, looking what is He provided by His grace, and then I receive it by faith. This is how we're supposed to walk. It's, this is, it is simple. But uh, Christian, not, not Christian, religion has confused this on so many fronts. You can't earn something from God that He didn't already provide by His grace. You can't do it. If it's not already there, you working real hard is not going to get the job done. See, religion, ha- religion is all about trying to earn a place with God. All religions in the world, all false religions, and if it's not Christianity, it's false. I know that's not politically correct, but it's true. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't say, I'm one of many. They are all trying to make a way to God, and at the end of the day, they're all man-made. That is just like somebody saying, I'm going down to the grocery store and I'm going to buy a car. They don't sell cars. It don't matter. You're not going to get a car. Well, I believe this is the way to God. And you can't talk me out of it. Great. It's not, at the end of the day, it's not going to work because Jesus is the only way. So if you believe that this, well, I believe it really strongly. And you know, we're, many generations have believed this way. All wrong, wrong, wrong. I know that, I'm not trying to be rude. It's just the truth. It's no different than I am going to get, I'm going to go down the grocery store, I'm going to get a car. And you can argue all day long with somebody that's saying that, they don't sell cars. You're not going to get one. I just believe I will. Okay. At the end of the day, it's not going to work. Because why? There's no cars being sold at the grocery store. And you know what? If somebody believes something other way that God's grace has not provided, if they don't believe the the Christ is the way to God, there's uh, any other way leads nowhere. Okay? So anything, if it starts like that with believing on Him, anything else we, we receive, uh, uh, what Jesus has, uh, what He's provided, has to start with the fact that He has actually provided it. Okay? Now, when we are receiving it then, we have to understand that it's by faith to receive it, it's not by what you do. It's not then on the receiving side. Number one, it's got to be there for you to receive it. But on the receiving side, it's not how you trying to work it up so now you can get it from God. So he's already received it. Now, the, another thing religion will say is you got to work real hard in order to get it from him. And if you, if you jump through all these hoops and you do it the right way, then you'll get it. That's not what the Bible says. It says it's by grace through faith. Well, what is faith? It is believing God. That's all it is. So if God said, I have, I've given you this, this is yours, how do you receive it? Well, how do you receive salvation? God said, through my son Jesus, 
you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and confess with your mouth, mouth the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. That's how you're saved. Well, if God has promised you healing, how do you receive it? Well, God promised it to me, so I'm going to believe it. I'm going to receive it. That's how you get it. It didn't say you got to run around in a circle and jump through 18 hoops and do a bunch of other stuff. To re- it just said believe and receive. You believe what he said is yours. Receive it by faith. That's how it comes in to existence here in this realm. Romans 5 verse 17. It says, For if... if By the one man's offense, Adam's death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. If by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. See, we receive the abundance of grace. We receive. We believe. Believing is just faith. Faith is how you receive from God. That's how we receive from Him. It's not what you do. It's what He has done and your response to what He has done. Amen. See, religion will make it complicated. Religion say, well, I, I tried, but I got it. You know, I, it'll, make, it'll put the burden on you to try hard. Well, it's not about trying hard. It's about believing. So I tried to believe. There's no try to believe. You either believe or you don't believe. Well, but, but I tried and it didn't work. Well, who said it didn't work? Well, I didn't see it. Well, then that's your problem. I haven't seen it, so then I don't believe. Well, see... You don't, you don't start believing when you see, you believe before you see. Yeah, but it hasn't shown up yet, so you believe. See, when we start doubting because we haven't seen, we're, 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 it shows, up, shows where our faith is. Our faith is in what we can see. What we're saying is, when I see it, then I'll start believing it. Well, it's too late to believe when you see. It's a real simple question. When are we going to start believing? If you ask, so I, I, I don't know if it's worth, well, when are you going to start believing you have it? Well, when I see it, well, that's, that's not the way it works. See, we believe before, we act like it before, we live our life before we see it and receive from God. It's not what, see, people have gotten condemned and guilty and religion will help you to do this. You're not doing enough. You're not doing, well, see, that's not receiving by or through faith that's not by grace through faith that's by grace through you fill in the blank by you doing a lot of stuff see there is a part we have to play people go into the the um the ditch of it doesn't matter what you do and it's just all god's love what we already said that's it's that's not going to get it done because it's our response but it's also not you trying to work your way to get something from him it is he did it Now, I believe it, and I don't get pushed off that. I walk, the way I received Christ Jesus is the way I'm going to walk in Him. How did I receive Him? If if we've been born again, you came to Him, and somebody told you, if you believed on the Lord Jesus, believed that God raised Him from the dead, confess it with your mouth, believe in your heart, you could be saved. 
Now, anything other than saying that is adding to the scripture. Say, well, yeah, it says that, but, you know, if you run around this church three times and, you know, do 20 push-ups and then get up and then confess, then it will work. You think that's just weird. Well, what other stuff have people added to it? If you were to hear somebody saying, you know, you can be saved, but, you know, you, you really, you got to go on a three-day fast before this is going to work, you would say, no, 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 it's by, it's, it's just believe in Jesus. You just have to call, if you'll call on him now, they say, oh, but you don't know what I've done. Doesn't matter what you've done. If you'll call on him and you'll believe him, you can be saved now. People all over the world, regardless that are Christians, would fight you if you tried to add anything to that. But when it comes to walking in what Jesus has done, now there's a bunch of things uh, often added to where, well, it's not quite that easy to receive from God. I know you're believing for such and such. I know the word says that, but have you done X, Y, Z? Double A, double B, double C. Have you done all these things because you really have to make sure? Now, you need to know what the Word says. You need to act on your faith. But when it, you all boil it down, if you know what He said and you believe what He said, then that's how you receive from Him and get what He has promised into our life, period. We, comp, we, we make it complicated when we start listening to other things. And the enemy knows this, so he starts whispering, well, you know, why, hasn't that, why hasn't that worked? Well, number one, who said it's not working? How would you know if it's working? Well, you don't see it. Well, see, he's trying to pull you back into the sense realm. Now, let me ask you a question. If you were to go by sight, based, if you're, uh, uh, as to whether or not you're born again, how can you tell you're born again right now? If you're going to go by sight or feeling, to know whether you're born again, you're going to be confused. Because nobody in here, even if you had a feeling, does that mean you're born again? Well, when I prayed the prayer, I just felt something. Does that mean you're born again? Is that, when, if somebody were asking you, you know, how do you know you're saved? Well, when I prayed the prayer, I felt something. Mm, it was like electricity, and that's how I know I'm born again. That's not true. Whether you feel something, whether you don't feel something. What if you felt nothing? Well, I didn't feel anything. What does that mean? Well, I guess I'm not saved. Is that how we go by? I'm, I'm, this is a rhetorical question. Is that how we determine if we're born again? No? The answer is no. How would we know? We go by what the Word says. He said, if you believe that God has raised Jesus from the dead, believe in your heart, confess it with your mouth, you would be saved. Well, you, you do what the Word says, you receive that. How do you know? You believed it with your heart. If you believe with your heart, act on it, you're saved. Well, that's the same way you operate when you're walking out life with God. It is by His grace, it's through faith, it's not by what you do. You can only receive what God's grace has provided. You can't do it by yourself. You can't drum something up. It is His grace, and you are just responding to it. It's actually very simple. We get in trouble when we try to add to it and say, but you actually have to do all this stuff and, you know, make it hard. That's adding religion to the simplicity of walking with God. His grace is what put the potential for us to receive anything
from God. Uh, Romans 8, verse 2. It says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Verse 3 says, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. So God, see, you can't work your way to God, and you can't work things, you can't earn things from God. He has provided them, and we receive them by believing. Now, are we saying what your, your conduct has nothing to do with anything? No, that's not true. The Bible says the wages of sin are death. If you, if you yield to the enemy... You're going to experience death. You, you, we do not want to yield to sin. But you don't earn what Jesus has provided through your performance. In other words, your performance, you know, going back to the grocery store example, your performance doesn't put a car in the grocery store. I don't care how good. How squeaky clean you are, it doesn't put a, gro- it doesn't put a car in the grocery store, you still, it's still by His grace. But how we, you can't, you can't put the potential there, but, how, but it, the, the part that your performance affects is your faith. When we don't perform correctly, it has a potential to make us feel guilty and condemned. This is what the enemy is after. Okay? He's after your faith, because that's how you receive the great, what has been provided by grace. So if you trip up, see, he's such a nasty individual. He'll, get you, he'll, he'll tempt you if you yield, then, he, then he'll beat you up because you yielded to what he tempted you with, so that you won't have any confidence to go before God. It's by faith, and if you can believe, you can receive. But your conscience will bother you. Does that make sense? See, all you have to do is reach out to, from God and to receive from God. But you know what condemnation will do? I, don't, I can't reach it. I, I can't do it. I, I'm, I'm tainted. I can't forget it. And when you're bold, we need to live holy. Because you don't want to mess with anything the devil has to offer. He will trip you up. He's out to destroy you. Why would we go and say, oh yeah, that's going to kill me. I think I'll do it. See, that shouldn't be our heart as a Christian. Our heart ought to be, I don't plan on ever doing anything that would, would uh, bring reproach to God, would harm me, harm my family. I don't want to have anything to, anything to do with it. But if you trip, there is forgiveness and cleansing in God. And we can get right back up and say, I blew it. But... God, I ask your forgiveness, and get up and go on, and you can still boldly reach out and receive what you need from God. 
Because it's with His help, it's by His grace that we receive. See, this is the problem. If it's based on your performance, you, you could never receive from God because if you trip up, it disqualifies you over and over. See, Jesus came, that's what it says in verse 3, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. See, if it's dependent on your flesh, you're going to go down sooner or later. But see, he came, he, he bought and paid for our righteousness. Not only that, he gave us his spirit on the inside of us to help us walk this life out. So it's not just us trying to do it. We actually have his spirit in us to help us to overcome. So if we blow it, what do we do? Oh, I messed up. Forget it. Go have a... I'm just going to go in my room, shut the lights out, close the shades, and cry for the next four hours or four days or whatever it takes to where I feel like that's not going to do any good, and then I'll go on with life. Well, it wasn't ever going to do any good to begin with. As if I've done penance. See, there's this concept people think you've got to do penance. Penance is not in the Bible. But people, Christians, beat themselves up all the time. They think that they mess up instead of just saying, God, I blew it, forgive me, and go on and believe in his forgiveness, believe in his uh, cleansing. They feel like, I'm going to feel bad about this for a while. That's a form of penance. And then after a while, when I felt like I've, you know, felt bad about myself, then I'll approach because I've somehow worked it off. See, that's what Jesus did. Jesus already paid for everything. Is that saying we should just do whatever we want? No, because Satan will eat your lunch if you do that. He'll beat you up left and right, because you know what? We're yielding to him. And if we say it doesn't matter what I do, we're, we're com what I do, we're completely yielding to him. That's why it's so dangerous when people say, well, it doesn't matter what you do. It's okay. God loves you. God loves you, but you can kill yourself. You can literally... Just you give Satan access, access, access to your life because you're just yielding to him. He can, he can harm you. So we don't want to have anything to do with that. So what are we going to do? By God's grace, we're going to walk in the light that we have, do what he's asked us to do. If we miss it, we're going to get back up. And how are we going to receive from him? We're going to receive what he has provided by grace. His grace has provided. We can receive it at any time that our faith can receive it. But it's not our works. I say that to say it's not us earning it, but what you do has something to do with if you can receive it or not. It, if, if our heart condemns us, I'm not going to go there, but in 1 John 3 it talks about if your heart condemns you, you're not going to have confidence toward God. So we need to understand that how we're going to overcome in life is going to be by grace through faith. It's what it's not in it's not self-confidence. It's confidence in God. It's confidence in what he has provided. It's confidence in his plan and us walking and believing he's good. His plan's going to work. He he has provided everything I need and to still walk like that in life. That's how we're going to walk things out. It's not by our own. We don't change once we get born again. Well, I know I got born again by His grace. I just believe. But now that I'm a Christian and walking, now I need to really work hard to overcome all these things. Well, you need to give God your will, but you still need to rely on His strength and His grace to help you overcome. 
We need to walk in the light that it's his power and his help that's going to put us over, not our own moral muscle, not our own self-discipline, not our own ability. Thank God. I mean, God gave us a will, and the Bible talks about discipline, but you can't depend on that. You discipline yourself to look to him and to believe him and to say what he says. Yeah, it takes discipline when you want to go and look at the, um, the circumstances and say the circumstances, and you say, shut up, mouth, we're going to say what the Word of God says. That's discipline. But it's not earning you something with God. You're going to say what He says, and you're going to receive and believe what He says because it's His Word, and you're going to stay away from the stuff that's not, and not try But if you turn it to where, oh, I'm going to receive from God because of what I'm doing, you've just set yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up to break. You say, well, I'm really disciplined. Yeah, and you're in pride. You may be disciplined, but if you're depending on that, you will trip. Let me read you a quote. This is in celebration of discipline by Richard Foster. It says, our ordinary method of dealing with ingrained sin, he's just talking about stuff that you've dealt with for a while, is to launch a frontal attack. We rely on our willpower and determination. Whatever may be the issue for us, anger, fear, bitterness, gluttony, pride, lust, substance abuse, we determine never to do it again. We pray against it, fight against it, set our will against it. But the struggle is all in vain, and we find ourselves once again, once again morally bankrupt, or worse yet, so proud of our external righteousness that white, whitened sepulchers, sepulchers is, a wild, is a mild description of our condition. The moment we feel we can succeed and attain victory over sin by the strength of our will alone is the moment we are worshiping the will. When we say it's because of what I'm going to do that I'm going to win, we are automatically shifting our focus from God is big in me to it's me getting something from God. See, you couldn't get anything if God didn't provide it. It's, we need to shift it over to God. It's your ability and your help. I'm going to agree with it. I'm going to do what you said to do. I'm going to believe. See, that's the faith. But as grace made it possible, I'm going to believe. But I'm not going to make it all about me working at it. Otherwise, I've just made myself of my own religion. And I will fall because it's not based on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's based on my ability. Amen. Everything, when we walk with Him, it's going to be, by grace, what He did, and it's just going to be believing Him. If we start substituting something else, that in there, and make it dependent on something else, we're going to start tripping up. We're going to fall. We're going, because the moment, it's just like this, this quote says, the moment you say, I won't ever do that again, because I'm going to do it. Something rises up. It's like you, you, you sabotage yourself. Because you're saying, I'm going to do it. You know what we ought to say? By the grace of God and by His ability and the greater one in me, I never intend to do that again. I, by the power of God, by His help, I'm relying on Him. God help me. Because the Bible does say, 
He, you will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. He won't allow. So as you get in a position that you're tempted, you can rely on his strength. But if you're saying, oh, I got this, I'm going to do it, you are setting yourself up to fall flat on your face. The moment you look from him to your own ability, you set yourself up to fail. If you have a habit that you've dealt with for a while, the, the way through it is to look at him and to do what he said to do. Step by step. He'll get you out of it. He knows how to get you out of it. He knows how to get you the next step. But if you say, well, that's it. I'm doing it. We're changing everything. How many people have done that January 1st? <laughs> and by the next day, if not 3 p.m. that afternoon or the next week, they are, they are flat on their face and punting till next year. How many times has this failed? I'm doing it. I'm going to be at the gym at 5.30, and it's 7.30, and they're like, oh, I missed it. Forget it. Never eaten one of those again. You know that just rises up to make you want that thing more than ever. Can I get a witness? Is that not true? You, you don't want the thing. You don't care about it, but you say I'm not eating it, or I don't want it. Has anybody ever seen this with kids? There is a toy sitting there in the room that they're not playing with. But you give it to the other kid. Now the other, the, you know, there's two of them in a row. Now they both want that toy. Because they can't have, you know, you tell the one they can't have it because this person's going to play with it. Oh, now they want that toy. That's exactly what they want. Doesn't matter that there's a room full of other toys. Well, your flesh is just like that. You tell it, well, you're not going to do that. If you do it, I mean, you got to tell your flesh what to do. Don't get me wrong. But if it's a, like, I, that's the wrong way. You, you, you got to do like Paul said, said. He said, I put my body under. In other words, by the grace of God, I, the spirit within me, the real you, by the strength of God, I'm going to do this, and I'm overcoming with his help. I'm going to rely on you, and I'm going to do it. But don't get over and start saying, I'm going to do it. That's what the world does. It glorifies self, it glorifies flesh, it glorifies uh, the person. No, we need to rely on him. Uh, turn quick to John 15, verse 1. Praise God. You guys doing all right? Thank God you don't have to be perfect and I don't have to be perfect. Amen? Everybody just take a deep breath. Thank God we don't have to be perfect. Do you know God doesn't have anybody that's perfect? working for him. Think about it. Do you understand anybody that's being used of God, they're not perfect either? You know what that means? He can use us. Because you qualify, I qualify, we're not perfect. 
If you think you have to do everything just right in order to get God's will, walk in God's will for your life, you're going to be depressed. You're, going to not, you're not going to reach your potential. Because we are, we are constantly going to disqualify ourselves thinking we can't do it instead of relying on His grace and His strength. Now, we have a part to play. But we need to make it, we need to, to major on God's help. Believe Him to help us. Rely firmly on Him. Look at verse 1, John 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, He prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do what? Nothing. You say, well, I can do lots. I can do all kinds of things. People do all, this, all kinds of stuff in the world. They don't have God. You can't do nothing of internal significance that's going to be for the kingdom of God without Him. And any attitude that's contrary is just it's listening to the enemy. The enemy, what, what did Satan say? He said, I'll exalt my throne. He said, I will be like God. I, he, he was trying to exalt himself with God. What happened to him? He got cast out. That spirit of I'm going to do it, and you see it in the world all over the place. I can do it. Look at me. I'm great. That's not a godly thing. No, we should go. If Jesus, Jesus is saying that, he said, for without me, you can do how much? Nothing. We ought to get up and say, Lord, I can't do it. I can't live this life without you. I need you. Show me what to do. Show me the decisions to make. You say, you know, your flesh and, and your natural mind will be like, well, we got this. I can do this. I can figure it out. That is, we need to get rid of that. Confidence in your ability through God, not just your ability. I don't care how smart you are in an area. You need to crucify that and shut it down and say, I what I have is because of what God has given me, and I consecrate everything I have to him. Lord, what would you have me do? I can't get anything done without you. You show me what to do, and I'll do that. And with your, with your help, by your grace, I'll do it. I believe, what do I believe? I believe that you can help me. I believe that you'll lead me. I believe that through you, I can do anything. That's what I believe. But it's with your help. It's your strength. I'm not going to believe that I can do it. That's taking you out of the picture. I'm not going to say you're going to do it and I'm going to sit here and do nothing. No, I consecrate myself to you and believe that what you said I can do, I can do. John 15, 30, just put it up on the screen. It says, Jesus said, I can of myself do nothing. John 5.30, I can of myself do nothing. Jesus himself, the son of the living God, walking on earth as a man, said he couldn't do anything without God the Father. He said, as I hear, I judge. My judgment is righteous and because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. He's walking as a man. Son of God, walking as a man, he said, I can't do anything without the Father. 
well, how much more we can't do anything without the Father. But to say, well, I just can't do anything, that's not faith, that's not believing. We need to say, say I'm not qualified, well, that's not believing, you're the righteousness of God. Say, well, I just can't do it, it's just too hard. That's not believing you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, I just, I don't know, I can't believe for healing. That's not right, lining up with the Word of God. We need to take that out and say, God, if you said I can do it, I can do it. If you, if you promised it to me, it's mine. I didn't put it there, you said it, but I will believe what you said. And I can do what you said. Well, you, I just don't feel like it. That has nothing to do with it. See, we are, if we say, I can't do it because I don't feel like it, we are putting our feelings above the Word of God. Oh, I never will get rid of this habit. It's just too hard. I just can't do it. You, we are exalting what we feel, our experience above what God said. God said you can do all things through Christ who, who strengthens you. Oh, I just don't feel like it. I can't do it. We need to get rid of that and say, God, you said I could do it. Anything you said I can do, I can do. I'm not saying I can do it in me. I'm saying I can do it in you. There's a big difference there. If you told me to do this, then I can do it. If this is your plan, then I can do it. If it's not your plan, I need to find out what's your plan and then do that. Because that's going to work. That's going to go. Amen.